Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. Welcome, everyone, to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. My name is Katja Pinkston. I'm a parent educator, curriculum developer, and researcher for the Military Child Education Coalition. I'm also a parent and the spouse of a retired service member. Our son graduated from a Judea school overseas and is now in college. I'm currently at the M6 National Training Seminar in downtown Washington, D.C., and joining me today is Bruce Shabazz. He's the Senior Director for Strategic Military Initiatives, and Karen Lanning, she's the Senior Director of Federal Relations for the College Board. Ms. Lanning, Mr. Shabazz, thank you so much for being here and doing this podcast with me. Can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and about the College Board? Sure. I'm Bruce. I do all things military-related for the College Board. Um, I'm a retired Army medic. I enlisted in the Army in 1983 after I dropped out of school um, and took advantage of the education benefits that the military provides. Uh, In order to return to college and later get my uh, commission as a lieutenant in the Medical Service Corps, I spent 20 years uh, on active duty after that, serving uh, Fort Hood, Fort Campbell, Fort Irwin, uh, three years in Germany, a year of uh, overseas in uh, the Middle East, uh, moved about 11 times in 20 years, and so had a very typical military career, um, which eventually led me to the college board, helping to work with military-connected students, be it service members, veterans, spouses, or their children, to take advantage of the services that are offered to them, both in the military and through the College Board, uh, to help kickstart their college careers and ambitions. Hi, I'm Karen Lanning, and I uh, work on federal relations for the College Board. And for me, it's a great blend of politics and education, two things that I I care very deeply about. Um, I come from a long line of teachers. My father was a superintendent. My mother was a teacher. My sister is a principal. My other sister is a teacher. I'm sort of the black sheep of the family. But because I work at the College Board and focus on education, that's always been a really positive factor. And we are very devoted at the College Board to making sure that students have opportunities to succeed. And uh, we certainly focus very um, heavily on military-connected students and making sure that they have uh, opportunities through many of our programs and services. So uh, what messages would you like to share about the College Board for our audience out there? Well, there are three programs and services that the College Board has that are really beneficial for military-connected students. And those are uh, the official SAT practice that we provide through the Khan Academy the AP courses that are available in many schools, and then the college-level examination program, or CLEP tests, which are um, tests for credit, uh, tests similar to AP tests, 
but without the AP course. So if there's a student who's in a school that doesn't offer an AP course, but they have a very high level chemistry class, they can take a CLEP test and get the same kind of college credit for that chemistry course as they could going through an AP program. It's also very beneficial for people who are native speakers of Spanish, French, or German, because you can get, depending on the college and the score, up to 12 hours of college credit for your foreign language skills. Mm -hmm. And so for military children who have lived overseas and have been raised in a family where they're native speakers in more than one language, it's a real great opportunity for to get almost a semester's worth of college credit. Um, I mentioned the official SAT practice through the Khan Academy, which is really great for students who are constantly moving because it allows some continuity in their practicing for the SAT test. And any student who's taken a PSAT can link their account to the Khan Academy and get personalized, tailored training developed for them based on the items that they missed in the, their SAT test, the PSAT test. Mm -hmm. They can also go to the Khan Academy's website and take one of the eight full-length practice tests and create a training plan that way. The advantage of this is students focus on those areas where they need their improvement, not on things that they already know. And so if you're already good at fractions and you're good at geometry, but you need work with algebra and trig, then you focus your drills, your practice around those areas that you need the most improvement in order to increase your score. And so even if you move between your sophomore and junior year, it provides some continuity for you in getting ready for that SAT and being able to do your very best on that SAT test. Our research shows that students who spend 20 hours practicing on the Khan Academy website had an average of 115 point increase on their SAT. That's quite a bit. That's huge. Yeah. That's life changing. 16,000 students saw an increase of over 200 points. And there are other students, and Karen will give a couple quotes, who saw three and 400 point increases which is scholarship opportunities, greater college opportunities. It opens the door for students in ways that most never even imagined was possible. Yes, it's, it's a terrific resource. It is absolutely free for students, so it's really leveling the playing field in terms of having access to high quality test prep. As Bruce said, it just really um, takes students to another level in terms of how they can prepare for the SAT. So I want to share with you a couple of stories about students that we know who've used this um, tool and what it has meant to their educational opportunities. So Valencia is a senior at Booker T. Washington High School in Houston, Texas. She says, I want to play sports at a Division I university. Khan Academy gave me the winning edge. With Khan Academy, every time I got a question wrong, I was able to go back and do it again and get better and better. I was able to study and stay focused. Since getting my SAT scores back, I've gotten at least 10 emails and calls from colleges trying to recruit me. Valencia, as a result of her practice, increased her score by 470 points. So such a success story. Um, we have an example of Diana, who is a senior at Oak Ridge High School in Orlando, Florida, a member of the junior ROTC there. 
And Diana says, officials, SAT practice was my solution. It was free and it was ready to go. It helped me with my reading and math skills and opened me up to more college options. Diana, as a result of her practice, uh, had a score increase of 130 points. So these students are on their path to college. They've been helped by this resource, and we could not be happier that, that this is something that uh, is available to all students, and certainly military-connected students. As Bruce said, moving around a lot and not always able to have access to a counselor in all schools or um, always having to find a, a good mentor and resource, this is something we think is very, very helpful. And the other thing I'd add is um, parents can provide overwatch of their students as they practice. So if the parent and the student agree that they're going to do two hours of practice a week, the parent can actually look and see how much time is being spent, either through the app or on the website, and be able to have conversations with their student of, hey, I see you're struggling a little bit with this. What can we do to help? Let's talk to some people. Let's get you a little additional tutoring. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to spend a little bit more time on Khan Academy doing those practice drills in order to get you over that hump uh, and improve in that area. And again, as Karen said, it's all free. The best possible SAT practice that's available anywhere in the world, available at no cost to everybody. Yeah, and um, I mentioned my son is uh, now in college, and we certainly have used the website too, and have used Khan Academy, and uh, my son also used the the, the app, the question the daily of the, practice. The, the yes. daily practice. Yes. 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 So that's an app that parents can access on their on their cell phones. Um, if they go to the app store and download uh, Daily Practice SAT, then they can um, help uh, scan their students' scores from the PSAT, mm -hmm. and it goes directly in. And as Bruce said, it develops a customized plan from that. Um, you can track the questions that they're taking. Um, and then if you also want to go to our website, um, www.collegeboard.org, you can access all of the SAT practice tools. You can also access another part uh, of our website, which is called Big Future. And that's www.bigfuture.org. And that's a place where students in eighth grade or ninth grade can look at the types of colleges they're interested in applying to, what kind of programs they have, what kind of uh, SAT scores they'll need, what kind of GPA they will need, really understand what's out there and what is of interest to them. Um, and then they can also find out about the financial aid available uh, to attend these colleges. Yeah, and uh, I think that's especially beneficial when you're overseas and you don't always have the resources uh, to go to a college because the uh, U.S. college is not right around the corner. So we have certainly used that website too. Ms. Lanning, you also wanted to talk a little bit about the AP tests that are available. Yes, absolutely. Board. So AP Advanced Placement is, is one of our main programs at the College Board. And as Bruce said, it really um, provides an opportunity for students to take college level work while they're in high school. Mm -hmm. So the research shows that by taking these courses, they are more likely to attend college. They are more likely to finish on time and they can save in college credits. So because it's college level work, um, institutions of higher education, colleges accept these credits um, from students so they can save money in tuition, which is obviously a, a big factor for all parents um, that want their child to, to go to the best college possible and, and, and make it affordable, right? right. So, yeah, so we, uh, we are very proud of what, uh, what AP has provided for students. Um, you know, we find for military-connected students, AP is particularly beneficial because when you're moving from Mississippi to Texas to Massachusetts, 
it's the same AP chemistry course. Right. You travel with that course, it's the same one, and then you can have your college credit within any of these state systems as well. So it really is a high quality portable um, option for students, which is, which is very, very helpful. We are very proud of a new course at the College Board called um, AP Computer Science Principles. It is the largest, uh, biggest launch of any AP course in our history. It launched in 2016-17 academic year, and in one year, it nearly doubled the students taking computer science. So we had a computer science A course, which is more focused on coding and the technical side uh, of computer science. We decided to offer computer science principles to really broaden the types of students that could take this course and increase the diversity of those students. Um, so AP Computer Science Principles was really focused on the practical side and computers and the application of it. Um, very hands-on, very exciting for students. Um, so in that one year, as I said, it, it went from 58,000 students across the country taking AP Computer Science to 104,000 students. So an increase of 79% in one year. Yeah. When you look at those students taking AP Computer Science Principles, it doubled. We knew from the first course not enough girls were taking this course, not enough minority students were participating in computer science, not enough rural students were taking advantage of computer science. When we looked at this new course and what it meant for uh, participation, the number of students, the number of female students participating in AP computer science uh, courses doubled in one year. The number of African American students participating in AP computer science doubled. The number of uh, Latino and Hispanic students also doubled, and the number of rural students doubled. So all of a sudden, you have this diverse group of students accessing this course. And why does that matter? It matters because computer science is providing a critical skill for them in entering college and then entering the workforce. So over 9 million STEM jobs will become available over the next decade, and nearly half of those positions will require a computing background. So it sets these students up for success. And it means that they can really focus on the skills that they need. Um, I want to tell you about Dylan, who is an AP Computer Science Principal student. And Dylan said, AP CSP is not your typical AP course. Every day is filled with a new adventure. And it's amazing to see how computer science is applicable to our daily lives. I have gained a greater understanding of how the internet works and have been inspired to continue studying computer science in college. Dylan is going to do very well majoring in computer science in college. We know that. When you talk to Google and you talk to Dell and you talk to the military and you talk to national security advisors, they want kids in computer science. They know how valuable those skills are. So this course is really opening that door for students. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have a final piece of advice or a message for our listeners? Um, the most significant advice I would offer to military parents and their children is plan early, update often. Have a good idea of what it is that you're wanting to do and work towards those goals. So know what schools that you're interested in, look at what the requirements for those schools are, look at what their credit transfer policies are for AP and CLEP credit so that you can make informed decisions on, well, the difference between these two schools are one school will accept 15 hours, one school will accept 30 hours, so I can get my freshman year for free having done this and really reduce the costs. Um, 
personal example on this is my godson who was able to take a semester off school, uh, get his emergency medical technician license and work because he was thinking about going to medical school. He had enough AP credit that he was able to take a semester off and still graduate in four years and get hands-on medical experience that's really going to give him a head start in applying for medical school. Mm -hmm. and so knowing what those schools policies are help you decide which are the schools you want to go to and make informed choices uh, on what your courses you're taking in high school and how that will help you in college. Yeah, I think every parent wants the best educational opportunities for their child. And I think that that is something we are committed to providing through the resources, through AP courses, through CLEP, through um, con practice. We just want to make sure that students have every possibility to succeed that they can. And I think, as Bruce said, the more information, the more guidance that students can, can receive to help them on their pathway um, is so critical. And it's something that we want to make sure we're providing those resources to families. Thank you so much, Ms. Lanning and Mr. Shabazz, for sharing these tips with us today and also for taking the time to do this podcast. Thank you for having us. Yes, it was our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you to all of our listeners for joining us today. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.